Sanbonani Dumelang, good evening and welcome to episode 127 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamandungwa Kumalo. It's the Wednesday edition of the Private Property Podcast and as usual, we always have somebody from the APSA team and this evening we have somebody who is no stranger to the Private Property Podcast team and that is of course uh, Zeda Manuel, who's the Product Portfolio Manager for First Time Home Buyers at APSA Home Loans. Good evening, Zeda. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Zama. Uh, it's, uh, I'm so grateful to be back. Um, thank you. Um, and hi, hi to all the viewers. And I hope you're going to enjoy the, the session today and the conversation. Thank you, Zama, for hosting me. And I certainly do uh, hope that our viewers at home are going to enjoy the conversation, Zeta. We have people streaming live from Twitter, from Facebook, from Instagram, as well as YouTube. Certainly want to see a lot of you engaging with us as usual. Uh, and we'll see this evening who, who's giving us the most engagement. I know there's been really great conversation uh, about which social media platform has the most engagement. It has been great to see some of the folks from Instagram interacting with us. Of course, there are the new kids on the blog as we recently started streaming on Instagram. But the old crocs, as they like to call themselves uh, on Facebook, have been with us from episode one. So they're all too familiar with how things go. Well, this evening, the topic that we're going to be exploring is this is what first-time home buyers look for in an area when looking to purchase. You certainly want to understand what first-time home buyers are looking for. Um, I think even you as yourself, as a first-time home buyer, you want to get a sense of what other people who are in the same boat you are essentially looking at and really understanding where the market is when it comes to first-time home buyers because I think one of the very big things is that we are seeing that these historically low interest rates have had a lot of people interested in property and now more than ever different people are viewing properties some are buying properties and a lot of them are of course first-time home buyers so they're really certain things you want to get a grip on before you sign that offer to purchase if anything this evening our viewers are quite lucky because not only are we talking about something that has to do with first-time home buyers on this Wednesday, but just after the Private Property Podcast will also be the first-time home buyers show with SD Clausen. That's certainly something that you do not want to miss out. So if you're a first-time home buyer, you're certainly getting two for the price of one right here on Private Property, as we always like giving you more value for your time and certainly even for your money. Now, you know, Zeta, we've certainly had you on the show before and it's always so great to be talking, you know, particularly about the first time home buyers market because it's such a vibrant, you know, segment in the market. And there's always so much to, you know, so much information to get out there to first time home buyers. And I think, it can be such a daunting experience, you know, buy that first home uh, because you haven't done this before. And I think a lot of the you know, viewers at home are probably um, oftentimes intimidated, especially because we find a lot of us are typically young when we're buying those you know, first homes. You know, what would you say are some of the trends that young South Africans uh, who opt to rent rather than buy? You know, what has been, I will say like the, the boom that millennials um, essentially face when they want to purchase? Oh, thank you, Zama. That's really, that's very, a great question. Thanks. I think what we've seen in the market, firstly, it's favorable interest rates. It's, as you mentioned, the lowest in almost 50 years. It's a favorable time from an interest rate perspective, also lending conditions. Or, um, saving, cost savings from paying transfer duties for properties less than a million rand. Um, I think also subject to a good a, credit assessment and affordability, most banks are granting 100% uh, bonds. 
And I think the market now is an opportune time to consider home ownership and consider entering the, 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 the property ladder, whether you want to live in the property or you might consider to purchase your property and, and, and rent it out as investment. I think it's really a good time to consider um, home, uh, home ownership during the favorable, favorable times that we are in from an interest rate perspective. Um, and I think that that gets a lot of, uh, of the market interested. We've seen quite a bit of activity during this time. Mm. And, you know, Zeta, what would you say typically is the reason that under 35 uh, year olds essentially buy? So what are some of the reasons that they would be buying? Oh, perfect. So the millennial generation is really taking the market by storm. And I think that what we've seen is much from an age perspective, there might be our younger buyers you know, um, from 30, younger than 30, interested in purchasing property, which is a really good thing. Starting young is a, the best decision to make. I think that we see that they're single moms who want to probably create, uh, that wants to create security for their kids, as well as young families wanting to move from renting to ownership. Um, joining, joint incomes can get them uh, a, high, a, a good affordability from rather than being a joint, uh, rather than a single buyer, have a joint buyer. And then there's those that are first generation buyers, you know, looking to purchase homes for the extended families. And I think now is an opportune time. And those are some of the reasons where we see much younger, younger, uh, uh, um, uh, younger consumers interested in home ownership. And I certainly want to hear from you know viewers at home around if they've bought property during this you know, we'll say lockdown period, uh, were you able if you're at home you know take advantage of these historically low interest rates? Did you almost have an, start having an interest in property and think you know what I want to take advantage of these low interest rates and buy myself uh, that first property and get on that property ladder? If you did do so, do share your experience with us. What was it like, especially if you were a first time home buyer? Did you feel intimidated? Was it an easy and smooth and seamless process? Or perhaps you're currently in the middle of, you know, perhaps your, your offer and it's going, because we know, you know, we can't buy a property overnight. Uh, so perhaps right now it's going through the registration process. Do share with us what that experience is, especially if you're a millennial, because I find we are the ones who probably feel so intimidated uh, when we have to you know, buy that first home, whether we're buying it for ourselves or for an, as an investment, or certainly buying for our extended families, as Zeta has pointed out. Now, Zeta, you know, we certainly see that Kaudeng remains you know, the top choice uh, when it comes to consumers, uh, when it comes to properties with the 450 to about 1.2 million rand range. And it is picking up quite a huge bulk of the activity in the market. Perhaps share with us what the first time home buyers and millennials specifically look for within kind of that price point. Thank you, Zama. I think some of the key things to consider first is, you know, the area you're interested in. Um, I think what's in, what is keen and important is to look at access to transport networks. Is it ease of exit? Is it convenience? Exiting in, um, ex in and out on and off ramps from a highway perspective or actually, you know what, infrastructure in terms of closer to a how train station as an example. So transport networks are important. Um, as well as the amenities in the surrounding area, you know, do you want to be close to shopping centers? Uh, hospitals from a medical support perspective or schooling systems, which good schools are surrounded, you're surrounded by. Also, um, if you're keen and interested in um, uh, contributing towards environmental 
positive environmental um, a contribution where you might be looking for to sustain green living and you're interested in certain developments, you know, in certain areas, as well as um, I think most millennials are interested in security, keen security, lockup and go. So sectional titles, uh, is, um, uh, cluster homes. Uh, so moving into complex is quite uh, a common trend from a young, from a millennial perspective. So I think security is also important. And I think that's where some of those are the key dynamics to consider when on your, on your search for property. Mm-hmm. And it really is, I think, you know, as, as you're even mentioning uh, the issue of security, I also see that we've got a, a question here from uh, somebody on Facebook. But before I get to it, Sammy, I see your comment. Uh, good evening to you, Sammy Singh. Good evening, uh, Madam Speaker. Uh, I, I'm sure I've gathered the troops. We're all uh, in the National Assembly, of course, ready to, to get our conversation started this evening. Uh, and luckily, I've already seen questions and comments from both Instagram and Facebook. You YouTube must also get on that bandwagon. Um, and here on uh, Facebook, we've got one from Danilo Skultz who asks, hi, private property. What is the advantages and disadvantages when buying a property in a complex? Thanks, Amma. That's a great question. I think the advantages, look, if you're interested in security, um, secured living, if you're a single person, um, you know, you have security and, and, and from that perspective, um, also, from a maintenance perspective, you pay levies so to, to manage the maintenance, um, you know, especially for if you're a single woman uh, gardening and all that. Um, I think that that forms part of some of your levy cost at times, depending on the complex and what makes up levy cost. Um, if you also want a, a very quaint type of space, two or three beds, that's also something to consider rather than a freestanding property. Um, it also, from a maintenance of the property cost perspective, is also something to consider. And I think those are all the key, key important things as an individual to consider the type of property you're interested in purchasing. So I don't think there's this completely, um, I think it's individually dependent on what is your preferences, your living preferences. And I think that sometimes um, that's, that, that is a decision, an individual decision to make in terms of the type of property you may be interested in. And it certainly is that individual, you know, um, decision. You almost want to weigh out what kind of lifestyle. Are you alone? Do you have a family? Uh, do you need a big yard? What are you going to be using that big yard for? Or would you rather have a nice lockup and go security sorted so you don't need to have to think about it? Uh, so it really is about exploring your, the lifestyle that you live um, and whether you know security is a key feature and you don't want to have to think about security. It's already covered for because you are living in a complex. We are, of course, asking you at home if you are currently in the process of, you know, getting your foot into the property ladder uh, and wanting to take advantage of these historically low interest rates. Do share with us what your experience has been like, uh, if you've been able to acquire a new property, especially right now during this period, what has that experience been like? Has it been daunting? Are you doing it alone? Or perhaps you're doing it with your partner or perhaps even a family member. Uh, so you want to hear from you what your experience is as a first time home buyer. We've got a, a comment here from Lisa Lisi who is sharing on Instagram 
program saying that I'm on that route now, but I am alone. Well, these are all the best with that process. I know it can be quite uh, daunting, but I can tell you now it's very rewarding. Uh, it really is worth it. There's a sense of pride sometimes that one gets when you are living in your own property. You know that you essentially make the rules. You can change the paint color whenever you want. You don't need to consult anybody. Uh, so do soldier on and I wish you all the best in that new property. Now, Zeta, you know, when we look at the first-time home buyers market, uh, I certainly want to get a sense from you around what are some of the things that millennial buyers may not look out for that you would recommend we definitely look out for. As we're saying, this is probably new territory for a lot of people who are millennials. And, and there are probably things we know we don't know, but there's so much that we don't know we don't know. So what would you say we should certainly be looking out for when we're looking to buy that first property, especially during this period? Great, Summer. I think um, one, what, some of the things I can suggest is look at the suburb you might be interested in. Go and have a drive. Have a look at the suburb. Look at properties on a Sunday. Assess the suburb that you're interested in. Then go visit back during the week to better understand the volume of traffic, peak times. What does that look like? So you can get a good feel from the area as well as you can access property, uh, suburb area reports of private property that can give you guidance around uh, what some good dynamics of the area. And I think um, as well, you know, if you're interested in sectional title properties, assess to better understand is, is the complex well-maintained, uh, what, what entails levy costs, what are some of the, the rules associated to living in a sectional title property if there's a keen interest. Um, because as you mentioned earlier, freestanding, you sort of can do your own thing. From a sectional title perspective, there are some rules associated from a, uh, from a, uh, from a complex estate living perspective. And I think those are key things to consider um, based on your lifestyle as well as an individual. And of course, we are taking your questions and comments at home. I want to sort of for a quick break. I see, uh, you know, the questions and the comments coming in from Facebook and Instagram. Uh, YouTube hasn't quite gotten on the bandwagon. I'm sure Sammy is going to be happy to see that the, the troops and even the regulars are certainly engaging us here on Facebook. We're going to go for a quick break. We're going to come back. We'll be sharing more of your experiences as we, you know, talk about that first time home buying journey. I see Shakong saying honorable members. Uh, so we're also gathering the troop. I think the Facebook community uh, has become like a, 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 a little cabal uh, that really loves property and has certainly been walking this journey with us from episode one. But just after this break, we're certainly going to going through some of your comments and questions and really getting a better sense of how we can make better decisions as millennials when it comes to buying those that first property. We'll be back just after this. <laughs>
welcome back to the Private Property Podcast. You can already see, this is what happens behind the scenes. We make sure that we do a nice countdown, but as sometimes we'd have it, you get a little sense of what happens behind the scenes. And of course, welcome back to episode 127 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzamantungwa Kumalo. It's a Wednesday, and as usual on every Wednesday, we always have somebody from the APSA team to help us navigate that home ownership journey, or even if you're a renter, because I think one of the big misconceptions about properties that you must only start getting serious uh, with it the moment you've already got that foot in the door except the question is always how do you get that foot in the door what do you need to you know get a grip on and understand before you start signing any papers and that's certainly why uh, this podcast and even the first time home buyers show is so important so you can of course catch that first time home buyers show just after the show and that is of course hosted by SD Clarkson so you do not want to miss it it is one of those shows that if you're a first time home buyer and you still have unanswered questions you also want to get a sense from you know people who are first time home buyers and did very creative things with the properties that they bought then that's certainly the show for you but you know, coming back to our conversation this evening, of course, taking your questions and comments, we've got uh, one of our old crocs, which is Umata Shingangu on Facebook saying, oh, the sense of pride and excitement I had when I bought my first house over a decade ago. I'm giving away my age. Uh, it's the ultimate adulting step. It was my greatest achievement. Uh, and that certainly is a big achievement. And, you know, it's certainly one of those things we shouldn't take for granted at all. Uh, we've got another one from Instagram, and this one is coming from uh, Fly Boom Love, who says, I'd rather pay ladies to be in a safe and secure property as a woman in South Africa. And that certainly is one of the things, you know, that as women in South Africa, we always have to be mindful of. A freestanding house can sometimes, you know, you don't feel particularly safe. Um, and so that certainly is a consideration that a lot of us have to make. I see another comment here also from Instagram um, coming from uh, Shazin Naidu who says, I have pets. It was difficult to find a place in a complex with a large yard or complex that allowed pets. And she says that I have two large dogs. And that can be quite a difficult one. I mean, I live in a complex where we don't allow dogs uh, you can have a cat and even then you must sort of get the trustees approval to to have your cat i quite prefer it like that because i don't want to live in a place that has dogs um, so I'm sure if you're, of course, a dog lover or a pet lover something like that can be quite uh, you know problematic for you you know, Zayda, one of the things I want to look at, I and mean, something I, we touched on before the show, that sometimes as millennials, we don't know what we don't know. And we probably sometimes might not know where to access some of the information to help us, especially when we are first-time home buyers. Perhaps take us through you know, some of the tools that APSA has that will help first-time home buyers uh, when it comes to home ownership. That's accessible on our APSA website to help the to help consumers um, to get ready for home ownership. And one of it is, you know, if you're not sure what you can afford, we've got a great try our APSA home loan estimator. This can um, help you to see how much you can afford before you go and shop for a property. Uh, complete our APSA home loan estimator to see what you could afford. As well as we've got a free e-learning course that can teach you all the ins and outs of home ownership, you know, and how to prepare for the journey. And it's our APSA My Home Owner Journey. And these tools are available on our APSA website. We also have a great, um, we have an APSA Home Owner app that you can download. It can also help you search for properties. 
to calculate all the associated costs around uh, a home ownership, you know, such as attorney fees, um, and, and just makes your search easier and it makes it more inclusive from an educational perspective. So I do say, I do encourage the market to please visit our website and look at our pre-buying tools, you know, um, that can really help you to prepare for home ownership. And we've created this for everybody to access and they're available on our APSA website. Mm. You know, Zeta, earlier in our conversation, I asked you what you'd recommend, you know, as millennial buyers is, is something that we should certainly know, especially at the beginning of our journey and, you know, talking about how you should suss out the suburb, uh, get a good sense of it. Um, I'd actually want to find out what kind of mistakes have you, you know, picked up that sometimes first-time home buyers would make that would potentially, I'd say, disadvantage their application or makes the application process just that much harder than if they avoided these mistakes, it would just be a good and smooth process. I think to prepare for home ownership, we start with encouraging to check your budget, check what you can afford, assess your expenses versus your income, you know, to get ready. Second is understand the cost associated to home ownership, not only from paying bond registration cost or a transfer cost, but I think have money saved away for all the other associated costs like moving, moving costs municipal cost. And um, I think maybe there might be things that you might want to buy extra when you're moving to your home. So have a good savings for also have savings towards maybe to put a deposit down when you do your home loan application. Um, check your credit, understand your credit score, know your credit score. And how you can do this is you can access a free credit report. You can retrieve one from one of the good credit bureaus such as Experian, TransUnion. And I think it's good to understand your credit score as well, because sometimes, you know, uh, to make sure that it's in good standing, because all those are key factors that, 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 that contributes towards the assessment, a credit assessment, uh, when, you, when you submit a home loan application. And I think that, that those are key things to look at and consider, you know, um, and to help you get ready from a, 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 a homeowner and get you ready for the journey. And I think um, our tools that we that I've spoken to earlier that helps you to better understand what those are. So I really encourage the market to visit our website. We've got great articles as well to give you guidance around the, the readiness of home ownership. And we've got great products to also support you from a first time buyer perspective. Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to sort of tips around what you can do better as a first-time home buyer, we've got a comment here from uh, the ring leader, uh, Usami Mahlatza, saying the first-time home, the first-time buyers need to calculate rates and taxes and add that with the installment. That will tell them how much uh, they'll be paying on a monthly basis, plus maybe levies and add 3% if the repo rates uh, go up to normal. I was actually saying to Zeta offline that I think one of the really great things that first-time home buyers could potentially do is in the event where you let's say get a home loan right now at prime you almost want to budget as though the rates were what they were in january and if possible actually pay what it would have been if we were still at the january rates because then you're essentially already paying uh, extra you are getting used to paying at that amount uh, so that as the interest rates go up which we all know they're going to go up you're not going to you know experience the shock uh, and essentially have a huge dent in your 
budget. Uh, you know, Zaida, one of the things that I certainly you know, know that APSA has, and I'm sure would be so beneficial, especially to young professionals, is of course the APSA Young Professional uh, Proposition. Perhaps take us through, uh, you know, what that criteria is for those young professionals at home. Great, we've got our Young Professionals um, Home Loan Proposition. So you can get a bond of up to 105% for properties less than 1.5 million rand. You need to be under the age of 35, held a qualification, a four-year qualification, as well as we've got great features and benefits, such as a 30% discount on bond registration costs, great insurance products that is complementary that you need to consider to take up when you're purchasing a home. That's very important. Um, we can help you draft a will. And of course, access to all our pre-buying tools that can help you make the decision. And all of, and, and our home, our young professionals um, proposition is really great in the market at this time. And I think it's really something enticing for, for first-time buyers to consider. So for more further reading, please visit our website. Um, mm. And I encourage you to engage us. Mm. We've got a question here. Um, and I'll throw it out. And I know it's one of those you, you kind of need to assess well, you know your situation it's also coming in from um instagram and this one is coming in from utato muketi who asks you know when you essentially want to uh consider um so the question is would you recommend paying higher levies buying property in an estate or rather lower levies however buying in a less secure estate so how should you be thinking of levies because i know that is one of those big costs that we always urge first-time home buyers to know about upfront because so many people, uh, when they buy into sectional scheme communities, tend to not know about that cost and haven't budgeted adequately for it. So, how should we be thinking of that cost? You know, do you go to the very expensive ones or not so expensive ones? What would you say we should be thinking about that one? I think Zama, one of the things to first consider is one, your suburb that you're searching in. Then look at the complex or the sectional title property that you may be interested in. From a levy's perspective, I think engage um, when you're on your search, understand what does the body corporate make up from a levy's contribution perspective? What are the line items that you're paying for to the value? And I think based on that, you can then assess as an individual whether this is beneficial to you. Does it meet your individual living life, your lifestyle requirements and living uh, uh, requirements as well. And I think that's very important. And um, from a preference perspective, I do encourage uh, um, you to enter into the conversations to understand what makes up the levy cost. Mm -hmm. And that's such an important one. I am seeing quite a lot of love from Instagram. So the, the Facebook folks are going to have to step up their game. Uh, this one is coming from, uh, it's a comment coming from Ukolani Gunenes, actually responding to what uh, Tata Mukini had asked. And he says, uh, for me, it depends on the managing company, the sectional title scheme, on whether they maintain the property as a whole. The other thing is it depends on their financial statement. It's certainly what Zeta was saying is we want to have a better sense of what the line items are and also request the financials. You know, the financials have to get audited every year. So do request that. They're able to actually give them to you and you get a better sense of how are they running that whole complex in its entirety 
where's the money essentially going in? Is it being used for the right purpose? We've got another question here, uh, Zeta, from uh, Instagram, and it's coming from Ulianda Zaza, who says, um, how easy is it for someone who works for an international nonprofit organization to buy a house? Seeing people who work in these settings may be on contract and their company depends on donations. So um, thanks, Sama. I think when we look at, when we assess, we do, the banks do a full credit assessment and affordability assessment. And I think one of the key things is to look at um, your income. Is it a, a permanent income? And if, you, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, and there is some requirements um, in terms of whether you're, whether you're a salaried earner or you might be an entrepreneur. And I do think that is considered. Um, I would encourage you to visit our website also to look at the documentation, but please do um, utilize our home loan estimator tool to see what you can afford and then engage us and let us help you with, um, let us help you on your journey to home ownership. Because I think one of the really great things there that we've certainly seen is that people who are also contract workers have certainly been able to access uh, home loans. So it doesn't mean that they don't necessarily access them at all. Uh, I see here, I think it's Cindy C who is saying, oh yes, APSA app did help a lot. I was so confused and felt like a, uh, a domko, uh, but it really helped. Hey? I mean, I'm so glad that it helped there, uh, Cindy C, because I think it is one of those tools that are free and are easily accessible. And if you want to get to know how you can better navigate your home ownership journey, especially as a first time home buyer, it certainly is a great tool for you to navigate and learn, um, especially because we don't want to sign on that dotted line uh, without understanding what exactly it is that we're signing up for. So it's always great to equip ourselves with the right knowledge and information before we make this decision. It's a big decision. I think if anything, home ownership is going to be one of the biggest decisions that we make as first-time home buyers. And speaking uh, on first-time home buyers, of course, shortly after the this particular podcast, the Private Property Podcast, you'll be able to tune into uh, the first-time home buyers with Essie Clarkson and she's going to be speaking to somebody that you would have seen right here on the private property podcast and that's of course Lawrence Bull and they're going to be talking about how I went from retrenched corporate professional to professional property investor. I know a lot of us right now are you know facing very tough financial times. We've certainly seen quite a number of people getting retrenched because of the economic effects of COVID and you're probably wondering what can I do during this period? Perhaps you're now thinking you want to probably go into property if that's you, then certainly do watch that show. I think you'll get a better sense of how to manage that transition. We, we don't know how the economy is going to look, whether we're going to get access to more jobs, or if you'll you be able to get that job shortly. So do make sure that you tune into the First Time Home Buyers show. Last question for you, Zayda. Um, you know, what would you say, you know, as a bank, uh, APSA looks for when it comes to first time home buyers? Uh, and what can potential buyers essentially do to be better equipped uh, and prepared for home ownership? Thank you, Sama. I think uh, one of the things that um, would be important is to understand your credit score, check your budget from an affordability perspective, and uh, make sure that you have that savings pool ready to, to meet all the costs associated uh, for, to hold towards home ownership, you know, and, um, you know, understand bond cost, insurance cost, levies cost, municipal cost, because I think, as you said, it's a big decision, but it's a very exciting decision to make and to enter the property ladder. 
And that, and for us, I think that's quite important. I think it's best to own a property. And we're certainly going to leave it there, Zeta. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that wealth of knowledge. I know it's always great chatting to you, especially about first-time home buying. I know we'll definitely have you again here on the Private Property Podcast. Thank you so much and have a great evening. This is Emmanuel, who's a product manager for first-time